Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast for round 8, 2021. We are coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who gave Port Adelaide permission to wear the prison bar jumpers in the post-match on Saturday night. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Uh, g'day Michael and uh, hello Junk Timers. Yes, a little bit of disappointment now. Obviously the showdown, it's the biggest game of the year in South Australia and... Port Adelaide were very unhappy that the AFL did not let them wear their traditional Port Adelaide Magpies jumper during the game. Yeah, and you know what? And I I want to hear about it more. I want to hear about it every week. That's what I want. To, I want to hear more coverage about uh, Koshi feuding with a man who was formerly a president, but he's no <laughs> longer a, pre- a president. Yeah, some unemployed bum. <laughs> just fucking. He keeps wanting to fight with. So they didn't get to wear it, and then they they said to me. Hey, do you reckon it'd be okay if we popped them on after the game? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I reckon that's a great idea, you know, because it's just you and the boys. You can imagine that you went out there, you smashed your cross-town rivals in Adelaide, pop them on, it'll be fine, just keep it in-house. There's fucking cameras in the change rooms. <laughs> when the hell? I said to the players, like, this is just for personal use. You're not going to put this out on any socials. And they're like, no, nah, Rosie, mate, no, no. trust us. We're staying on our phones, mate. We'll probably delete them. It's just for us. It's not even... We're just going to wear it to sing the song in, then we'll take them off, and that'll be the end of it. We don't even want to wear them. Like, the club's mm, making us wear them. Yeah, no, it was it was against everything that the players... The players had just won in their Port Adelaide jumper. They mm. didn't want to celebrate in some fucking cheap marketing ploy. That's not what footballers play footy for, Michael. <laughs> mate, you they never... They don't do it for the money. You never take off the teal. That's a rule. You get... Told when you get to port, you never take off the teal. It's a teal, it's a teal, white and grey and black V. That's what you play for as a young boy when you're growing up. That's what you think about. And they've fucking stitched me up. Absolutely and utterly. And I knew that if that got out, that, that Eddie Maguire fella, he was going to kick off. And boy, uh-huh. you know what is great is, a, is an Eddie Maguire, a cornered Eddie Maguire. <laughs> an Eddie Maguire who thinks... That he's been made a fool of because, you know what, he's just really measured in his response. You know what I like about Eddie? He has a mm. sense of humour about himself. It That's does. what I admire. When people make jokes about Eddie Maguire, he takes it on chin and he doesn't come back with a very impersonal insult at all. <laughs> you know what, it's hard to make jokes about him because he's already made them all. <laughs> he's the first to kick off. He's like, oh, I'm a buffoon. Oh, Eddie everywhere. Don't worry, <laughs> fellas, I've already done it. You know, And then he'll come back at you with, uh, you know, baldy, big nose on the night. Yeah, uh, sure. Maybe yeah. you're from the land of the falafel. Who knows what he's got in his little kit bag 
But he is fucking armed. He is like that, though, isn't he? Like, he comes back, like, people might be a bit like, oh, you get red in the face when you get, you know, tense. Yeah. And you come back and be like, yeah, well, your dad walked out on you when you're three. It's like, whoa. <laughs> what? Yeah, you, and you're like, I never told you that. <laughs> like, he's just got, he's sitting there with a dossier at home. He's done hyper research. So he's come back at Koshi, because last week, remember, so it, it kicked off last week when... Eddie on the the good footy classified, the Wednesday night one that covers all the shit that wasn't covered on Monday by the fifteen shows that are on. Yeah, sure. All of uh, all of Tuesday's news. You need <laughs> if you need Tuesday's news now, yeah. you watch Footy Classified on a Wednesday. <laughs> well, because you don't know what's happened to training, you know. Someone might have got a lot of possessions, something might have happened in the change rooms. You don't know what goes on down there. Maybe teams, you know, had had a day off. You need to know mm-hmm. which teams had a day off, who went in for scans on the Tuesday. It's it's an important day. It's an, and as we've seen we didn't think we needed Wednesday news, but now Footy Classified has opened up a market that we just I need. I want, I want a Tuesday night show. Are you are you talking Footy Classified seven nights a week? Maybe. I can't see why it shouldn't be. Well, probably not. Not not seven. Maybe fourteen times a week, like a morning Footy Classified. Okay, good idea. Yeah. Okay. In case shits happened overnight. Yep. 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 And then they do it seven thirty. It's fully classified. You get up. You um, it's on Gem because today's on you know Channel Nine. Mm-hmm. And then you watch that. And then from eight thirty until say nine thirty, ten thirty, ten fifty, ten fifty four, nine sixty one. You know all the different times that they put it on that you can never fucking find it. <laughs> So you go, oh, I think I might settle in for a little footy classified tonight. Oh, I've just got to wait up another four hours. That's a really good point. Like, I I, I usually watch it on Twitter, like watch clips of it on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By the fact that I kind of keep on forgetting that it's on, uh, by the fact it's on a different time slot every night. Well, I have it on my uh, Foxtel IQ, and usually you've got to um, scroll through half a film before you get to footy classified. Yeah, like okay. it's fucking yep. deep into the night. Yep, yep, yep. Gotcha. Wow. We, so anyway, we, we really last took week. A, a left turn into <laughs> footy classified there. <laughs> so last week, obviously, uh, Eddie um, went Koshi. Koshi said Eddie was like Trump. Yep. And Eddie um, really, really showed that he's not at all like Trump by doubling down on a man's appearance. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. I think he said he had a big nose. Would that be right? He said, he big, said he's sticking honker. His Sticking his big honker in everywhere. Hopefully, he doesn't get it broken. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Wow. Uh, Petty Eddie, I would say. Does that yes. rhyme? Is that, that's a headline enough, kind of, Petty Eddie? P- Petty Eddie. Mm. Oh, I don't mind it. Mate. Yeah, yeah. Let's ring the Herald Sun. But, he, I mean, he is that kind of guy. He'll, like, come back at, with something that does not mean anything. But also, not your club anymore, mate. Yeah, yeah. You're a civilian. You're a game show yeah. host, mate. Like, chill out. You're a game show host. You do... You're. You know what? You were standing there. I think he was there with... Dermy, maybe on the Fox, on the Fox, you're on the MCG as a guest of the AFL, mate. You have no right. And you know, like the way he does it, he goes, Oh, the AFL is going to get involved here. They have to get involved. AFL better get it's like, mate, they fucking haven't done anything. Don't worry about it, mate. They're, they're glad you're gone, okay? <laughs> they're glad. <laughs> they really are. They're you glad. know, he's probably, he's probably writing a letter like you did to Wayne Jackson. He yeah. would have texted Gil and gone, Mate. You've got to fucking do something about yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, what do you think? What do you think about them? I actually don't have much of a problem with them wearing it in the post-match. Obviously, they weren't allowed to in the in the actual game. Yeah. But I actually thought it was kind of cool that they did that in the post-match. Is it just person, uh, like purely for marketing purposes? Like, would they sell that 
I mean, you don't really sell photos these days, do you? But would they then on sell those jumpers as part of like the showdown win? I reckon they probably would have. Yeah. Um. I reckon. I mean, they'd sell the jumper itself, like. Um, yeah, the ones that were worn during the game. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, as an actual jumper as well. Like, you know, a five-year-old can go and buy one. Like, they sell them as merch. Um, Are they still available as merch to buy a prison bar jumper? Because isn't that the, the the deal that, like, the AFL only licensed them for a certain oh, actually, yeah, short maybe, amount of time? Maybe you're right, bar. actually. I'm just going to Google it. Prison bar jumper for sale. You might be right, actually, because I think um, I think Kane Corn talked about that on Footy Classified. They had to kind of do it for just a period of time, not the whole time. Yeah, yeah, they're not actually allowed to make marketing, you know, a coin out of it just because um, it's Collingwood. So it says here, this is on the Port Adelaide uh, Football Club uh, website. The last time I can see it available was in the 150th anniversary year. Okay, gotcha. Which means there's a market that if we want to get our sewing on... Yeah. Then we can maybe we should announce now junk time uh, selling. <laughs> if you want your prison, if you want your Port Adelaide prison bar jumpers, jump on uh, junktime.com.au. Yeah, yeah, we've got a bunch of them around, um, yeah. and we need to be paid in Bitcoin too. By the way, um, I'm a Doge coin man, <laughs> but I do appreciate it. We'll take any type of money. We'll take any type of crypto. We're happy. Hey mate, it's kicking off Royal Chamber this week. Oh, the Sydney Comedy Festival. Thursday, Friday night at the Factory Theatre in Marrickville. Going to be doing my show, uh, Calm Down, 7pm. Uh, you can get tickets at the Sydney Comedy Festival website. Oh, mate, it's cooking with gas, cooking with gas. Did gigs over the weekend. Oh, the standing ovations, mate. Amazing. When you were, when you finished. <laughs> that was so, so happy just, I finished. <laughs> they stood and up and what, I, what I would want to say to any uh, Sydney siders out there is if you can still get, actually go out and see live shows, get out there because, you know, you just see how fragile shit can be with lockdowns and stuff. You know, you just take advantage of it while you can because, you know, it fucking you got a man who's buying barbecues galore. Fucking bringing your town down. Basically, yeah. Dude kind of went trying to find a barbecue. H- have we actually had knowledge of like... Actually, was, no, he, I, was, he was looking to buy the chain. So he went to a couple of barbecues galore. Wait, wait, sorry. Yes. Like yeah. to buy the actual business. Yeah, yeah he works for some... Um, I don't even know what kind of firm they are, but they do purchasing. And he was going to barbecue stores looking to buy, like, not just the barbecue. Oh, really? Store, I had no idea. The chain. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Because I always found it funny. Uh, SydneyComedyFest.com.au, by the way. Um, yeah. I always found it funny, like, when you'd get an outbreak and um, and they'd say, you know, this person um, went on a pub crawl. And it was always like they'd gone to, like, eight different places on one night. And everyone's like, yeah. oh, my God, you know, why have they been so active? And then now I think back, I'm like, oh, maybe they were, like, looking to buy eight pubs like it wasn't that weird at all there you go and a couple of strip clubs i had no idea that was the um he was actually looking to buy barbecue we've all been there you're out on a weekend you think fuck i could go barbecue chain you know i just get in (laughs) don't just get into the market you know and and he wanted to check when they say barbecues galore how many's galore yeah sure like you are you are 50 count yeah yeah hey uh some news down at collingwood uh, Ned Guy, gone. I can't believe he's tell what what why how <laughs> what has he done? Give me give me one thing in recent times that he's done appallingly bad that you can recall. You know, oh, you know who's behind this sacking, Michael? Oh no, not him. Yeah, fucking no, Trade Radio. <laughs> they have cost. They whipped everyone into a frenzy. 
and they've unemployed a man who's got a family to feed. I hope you're happy, Trade Radio. Well, actually, kind of interesting. For a man who has quit, mm. he's he kind of taken his fair time about it. So he, yeah. he offered his re- resignation when it all fell to shit at Collingwood last year with the trades. You know when I think he offered it? He just um, hung up and, he, and they go, who are you talking? He goes, um, <laughs> Trade Radio, were you guys not listening? I was, sorry, I was talking to Fox Footy. Were you guys not listening? I'm going to tender my resignation now. And they're like, no, 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 no. It'll be fine. He goes, no, please, please take it. Uh, I've got the car running. I'm going to be out of here. Yeah, I've sure. cleared my desk. Yeah, people are already uh, um, uh, saying a few things about me <laughs> halfway through that interview. Yeah. So he offered, so would it, what, what, when would that have been? Like November, December? Uh, yeah, around November 20, I reckon. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, very yeah. accurate. And, um, yeah. and so he said, I want to leave. And they said, no, 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 hang around, hang around. We'd love you to hang around. And then he wanted to leave a bit ago again, and they went, no, 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 hang around. And so yeah. now he finally left. So after handing in your resignation six months ago, he now gets to leave. No, but he doesn't even go then. He's still around for another the, um, month, another three weeks. Yeah, so yeah. The mid he's there for the mid-season draft. June two is when he goes. Like when the fuck? Yeah. Fucking just fucking go, mate. Like what's mate, going on? Go- he, he can't even. Nettie, Guy, can you can you lengthen Guy? The Guyminator. Get the fuck out, mate. You've wanted to quit. You did a shit job. You got rid of Adam Trelaw. You got rid of Stevenson. Fucking go. You put the coach under the pump. Yeah. And and there's a guy on Wednesday nights on Channel yeah. 9 who's not happy. <laughs> well, you know what? It Basically, it all started like that, that was the House of Cards. He brought down the House of Cards that eventually brought down Eddie Maguire mm. and will cost Nathan Buckley his job. Like, I can't believe they've allowed Ned Guy to stick around that long. He has a bit about the, uh, the thing I find, though, with... Mm. What's the actual official job? Would it be list manager? No, no, there's, I think there's only one list manager. Yeah, that's true. Um, official? A, maybe he's a list manager. Yeah, official title. I find, actually, it's a bit like the Trump administration. Like, mm. uh, I find it better at a footy club if you don't know the names of the people who work behind the scenes. That means that they're doing their oh, job and they're not ma- they're not making yeah. noise. So like with Trump, like you know, you knew who the fucking district attorney in fucking Florida yeah. was. You know, like yeah, you knew yeah. all the names. So I think it's I find it better with the footy club. Know the coach, you know, coaches, whatever. But then the less you know about the uh, people behind the scenes, the better it's run. But interestingly, Matt Rendell came out during the week and absolutely fucking. Oh, it was beyond a clip. It was a fucking drive-by. He said that um, Ned Guy doesn't watch much footy he's really? not even interested in it yeah really? and so Collingwood came out and said we can't allow that to go un, um, unchecked. unanswered yeah unchecked yeah and they came out and they said he flew thousands of miles uh, late last year you know um, when they were outside of Victoria he left his family and he went to hundreds of games and they said that he watched a lot of footy okay now yeah. was Matt now Rend- in that time you reckon he could have practiced doing interviews? Yeah, or doing which um, probably would have helped him additions on a calculator. Yeah. <laughs> now I feel like was Matt Rendell at Collingwood as a recruiter? I'm looking interesting here. question without notice. I know he was at Adelaide. He was the man who controversially took uh, Patrick Dangerfield ahead of I believe it was Brad Ebert. Gotcha. He took a part-time coach. Ta- task of coaching Collingwood's Rockman. So he wasn't in recruitment at Collingwood. Right. But, but he was Rockman. down there. Okay. So I reckon there's a bit of uh, um, 
I reckon there's some sour Jealousy. grapes going on there, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. he wanted the gig. And obviously, Ned Guy never came out to watch ruck training. No. He's and he's going, well, the bloke fucking hates watching footy. He's like, look at this Brody Grundy. Like, he's going to be a seven-time, a, a seven-year player, you know? Like, yeah. We're going to sign him. We're going to sign him. <laughs> I mark my words. We're going to sign this bloke to a ridiculous contract that yeah. makes no port. Like Petrarca. Were you, were you surprised Petrarca got seven? Um, no, I think, I reckon because it's not at unreasonable money. Yeah, so it's not going to hurt yeah. them long term. So yeah. it's actually um, like he could have commanded a shit ton more if he'd gone elsewhere. I think he was on like about he's on about eight or eight fifty or something over the next seven years, which is for Christian Petrarca quite uh, reasonable. Yep, yep, yep. If you think of what a superstar he is, hey Michael, we've got breaking news. Uh, I think you find we're the best newsbreakers in the game. You know what I love is that uh, being a podcast, it's really good to be a newsbreaker because by the time this gets downloaded and listened to some six days later, you'll be like, what? Yeah, that, for what sure. That, that, happened, that happened five five days ago. Or if you're delving into our back catalogue, you're like, oh, the archive. okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, in that, a, in a year's, was that really breaking news at the time? In a year's time, they'll be like, sheesh, no one told me. Yeah, but this is red. Although, you know, some people do say that they get most of their football information, which is really fucking bad to hear. <laughs> they get most of their football information from us. But for the first time ever, just as we're going to air, there is breaking news that uh, Star Tigers, Shy Bolton and Daniel Rioli were injured in a blue and a nightclub, a nightclub on the fight. weekend. Now, Adam, what did you do? Mate. I don't like the way they go about it. I didn't think that was a uh, chance for mark of the year, and I let fucking Shy Bolton know about it. So Shy has broken his wrist. So I yeah. think he's going to be out for th- two or three weeks. Uh, and they said they were coming to the defence of Rioli's girlfriend, uh, whoever that may be. Yes, so someone uh, has said something inappropriate, and I reckon, see, that's, that's well played. That's fair enough. I reckon if you're going to get into a fight, then that is reason enough to do it. But fucking hell, the club would be really dark. You just go, should you guys be out there? Why wasn't Dusty there? Couldn't Dimmer have been there? He could have met someone new. You never know. You yeah, know? sure. And why aren't you taking the after-hour drug? So you're not you're not violent. You know, you're happy and you have you know upbeat and you don't want to fight anyone. You know. Oh, so you're thinking it's on them to. Double dropped a couple of caps. I reckon, yeah, before you yeah, go okay. out, I think the AFL should encourage that. They say, hey, no booze. Fuck. Because people get narky on booze, obviously. They do. They say you should, you know, meet up with maybe one of Dusty's dad's mates. Why did you say that, Adam? And <laughs> and pick up a few things to take before you go out. So you're at mm. Happy Joy Joy instead of, you know, getting angry and drunk. All right. So further to that, just to make it so it's safe and stuff, this, okay, here we go. Gil McLaughlin, he gets himself a pill press, right? <laughs> and that way, it's AFL approved. That's the thing; they NDMA. can put a legal, put a logo on it. Like you can sell it. You know, it's obviously Mate, the you, AFL branding. You know, it's good. You drop a you drop a little Sharon, <laughs> even if it's in a cap, you have it like a footy shaped cap. <laughs> How good would that be? Pop a couple of Sharons in the mouth, glug glug. There you go. No one's punching on. That's the thing, AFL. Okay, we've got another idea for you, okay? <laughs> Fucking hell, mate. This is brilliant. We've had some amazing ideas for you over the journey, but if you could go into AFL House and there's mm. Gil McLaughlin yeah. mixing chemicals <laughs> in a lab to put into a pill press that's yep. in his office, and then yeah. they distribute them, like two or three or four or five, yeah, yeah. each week to players. That means they're not drinking, so they're not getting rowdy, they're not getting no. punchy, they're, they're you know... They're not running away from booze buses. That's the thing. You know, it's a horrible sight. I mean, you know, no one's ever run yeah. away from a MDMA 
bus. <laughs> they certainly have. <laughs> and they're distracted by the lights. And yeah. so you can hand them out to players each weekend and say, hey, take these. And we've got no more headlines like this disgraceful headline that uh, Rioli and Bolton are in a fight on their nightclub. Yeah, uh, I think it's perfect. And the AFL has to sanction uh, no training on Tuesdays because you don't want everyone just out there just like going, oh, what's the fucking point of footy, man? I fucking... I can't handle it. Can you? Why are you? Why are you crying? Well, maybe that's fucked up then by the fact that maybe it's a bad idea now, just by the fact that um, uh, footy classified on Wednesday, we got all the news from Tuesday, so we can't get there. Will, there'll be yeah. no news on Tuesday, so we're in a conundrum now, actually. Yeah, we're caught, but still, uh, AFL approved AFL approved caps. I think there's something in it, and you know they're talking about how they lost so much revenue. Uh, due to the lockdown of last year, and you know it's still causing it happening this year, mm-hmm. and they need new re- new revenue streams coming in. If you had, like I, as a if I was a young boy and I knew that my heroes were taking AFL approved MDMA, what better way than under 16s? They come down. There's a player down at your clinic. He goes, "Here you go, fellas. This is how you do it." And bang, bang, and you go. I learnt from the best. And you'd be more likely to go out and buy them and search them out and stuff like that. And then also you can make extra money in Sydney, mm. uh, cost of living, so you add 10% to the price. Yeah, that's great. That's <laughs> great. And also, if it's AFL approved, it doesn't mean that the uh, the Perth teams have to pay 15 times the price <laughs> or start doing ADHD medication like everyone you fucking meet in Perth does. <laughs> Tell you what, AFL, you want the money, we're fucking here to help. <laughs> we are we are actually very much here to help hey um baggers mate how you feeling look it was it was disappointing mm-hmm. you know what i hate i hate don't be up don't be up by four goals it's like, the hope the isn't it? it's up? the hope it is yeah see the thing is you say hope but there was never any hope like uh, there was nothing sure like the doggies bat deep and we didn't we missed three shots at goal we could have been six goals up or seven goals up mm-hmm. we weren't they bat deep. They're always going to come. The, I mean, the way it happened was just fucking diabolical. They kicked eight straight, and it killed me. But that wasn't the thing that I took out of the game yesterday, Michael. Now, as you as you can imagine, I was a disappointed Carlton fan. That's okay. But I was tuning in to Channel 7's coverage of the game, and they had Jason Bennett as a part of the ah, coverage. Yep. Now, now he, um, I don't know whether he was a late call-up or whether he's done regular games. I haven't heard a lot of him, but I know that he does the AFLW and he's a fantastic caller. Yeah, I think I've heard um, him mainly on AFLW, yeah. Yeah, I would like to just, um, just some advice to Jason Bennett. If you're going to fucking continue, like Channel 7 will burn your contract in an instant. He, I didn't hear from him. He didn't say the word bonce at any stage during the game. No way. Um, Aaron Norton took a couple of really good contested marks. Not once did he say he's put up the big dudes. Eh, what? I, I would have thought that'd be mandatory. I didn't see any claret during the game, and that doesn't mean you can't speak of claret. Yeah, the gotcha. potential for claret, the dangerous tackle that could end in claret, little things like that. He didn't. Not once did he mention any type of selling of candy. Oh my god, man! They rip up the contract. I mean, I mean, maybe he might might want to jump over to. Um, Fox footy like at any stage mm. did he say that now we have a foot race no foot races no chaos two ball? players were running for the ball but he said and now they're chasing after the ball no he didn't mention anything about the feet or that it was a kind of a race not once did he mention shake and or bake <laughs> <laughs> I 
the man. I mean, the man's got no future. If you you got to you got to adapt or fucking die on the vine, mate. Tell me, he said chaos ball just once. Like his future's over. No. Oh my god. No chaos balls. He just said it's gone off the side of the boot. Oh. Like, yeah, hang on. It's that bouncing a bit. It. It's bouncing a bit in a bit of a weird way. <laughs> that's it. that's what a cow's ball is. That's a description of a cow's ball. You fucking fool. So I just uh, I fear for his career. You know, mm. I think he's a really good caller. Yeah. But uh, fuck, man, he's letting himself down. Hey, uh, Paddy McCartan. We talked about him last week. He ended up getting five weeks uh, yeah. for his punch on Aaron Black. Is that right? It was Aaron Black. Yeah, from Geelong. And he came up with a different kind of excuse. You don't really hear very often. He said that he had low blood sugar. Uh, so he's type 1 diabetic and he talked about yep. how he uh, essentially tried to punch Blake in the face. Yeah. He was suspended for it because he um, had low blood sugar. So he said he'd taken a gel, I think, at half time. But it hadn't kicked it hadn't in yet. It hadn't kicked in yet. A bit like yeah. your uh, AFL approved MDMA. <laughs> <laughs> Don't double drop before you've let the first <laughs> one take effect. That's all I'll say to you people. Now, I think that has to be one of the more remarkable um, uh, tribunal excuses by the fact, I mean, I'm, you know, I am not diabetic and we give our no. respect to all the diabetic people around the world, but also there have been times I've been, you know, uh, bl- uh, I'm not going to compare blood sugar to being hungry or whatever, but I, I you know, have played games where you know i uh, even life and times i'm walking down the street and i might be yeah. you know feel like unnourished unnourished might be the word yep and yet i ran i don't randomly just punch cunts in the jaw <laughs> <laughs> well if you go back and look over some of that vision you can see that um just before Barry Hall ran onto the ground <laughs> at uh, ANZ Stadium, someone uh-huh. went to hand him a, a killer python and no he said, I way. don't want it. No way. And then he ran out there and you could see he was agitated. I'm like, I reckon his blood... <laughs> I remember calling him. I remember saying, I reckon his blood sugar levels are low. Yep, sure. And then Brent Staker got into him. He was agitated. Fuck a mushka. Not Barry Hall's fault. I mean, do you remember that player in the uh, reserves? What's his name? John Burke. John Burke, he yeah. pushed over the umpire, okay? Pushed, tri- tripped him over. Yeah, yeah. And the umpire had a picnic bar in his pocket <laughs> and he went to grab it and eat it and he didn't yeah. get it and therefore then he went when he punched the spectator yeah well the, the spectator had a bag of mixed lollies <laughs> he was like hey you want a freckle fuckhead and he's like i'll come for that freckle i'm agitated he goes are those lolly teeth because i'll knock yours out you fucking idiot i mean you go back through the bloodbath in, in 45, 45 yeah they talk about how, because of the war, there was a shortage of sugar mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at the time. That's why and they were so agitated, yeah. Oh, yeah. And also hey, by everyone. the fact that, you know, they were, you know, cowards too. But <laughs> <laughs> The worst kind. You don't want an agitated coward. <laughs> Fit young men. They were, they're good enough to play a grand final, but they're not bloody yeah. good enough to pick up a gun. <laughs> <laughs> But it'd be hard. You couldn't even sledge him from the crowd if you're a bloke because you're like, fuck, I, I shouldn't be here either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah, you know, go to Europe, mate. You go, oh, shit, I should probably be on a boat right now too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The only person who could do it is some guy with one arm just fucking yelling at him. And they're going, all right, well, you, you, you can sledge me. That's fine. I'll yeah, take it. But, yeah, I mean, the rationing, yeah, because you know, we all know, like, you know, very little sugar, oil, Absolutely. you know, yeah. uh, food in general. And so, therefore, yeah. that's why it was so violent by the fact that they just needed that pick-me-up, you know. They needed Not their a, fault. They were, they needed they were a, agitated. They needed a, uh, a red skit before they went out to play. <laughs> oh, actually, like, I, we just talk- I, don't think, I, I don't think they called that anymore. I think they've been changed. No, they have. They yeah. definitely have. Yeah. Um, now, before we get going, I just want to talk to you about uh, 
About the bloody Hawks. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Now, yesterday's game. Now, Hawthorne complained about the time slot. I think they've had it before of the the one ten start on a on Mother's Day at the MCG against an interstate team. You had fifteen thousand people there. Was it that few? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So have they complained that they? Uh, yeah, they just, just said to the AFL, "You're fucking stitching us up." Like yeah, I think yeah. you know, it's. I think maybe later in the day, like the Carlton Doggies game looked pretty well represented. I actually, don't know the crowd, but it looked yeah. pretty pretty full. And I think they want to say is like, let mums have their lunch and the families can come afterwards, you know, yeah, particularly yeah. if you're going to throw us an interstate team. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I actually initially thought it was going to be in Tassie, actually, by the fact that they usually play an interstate team when they're in Tasmania. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, th- I got a feeling watching it that we're, we had a bit of the 2004-2005 uh, Hawthorns about it. So we kind of kicking to the wrong people. Um, the effort didn't seem to be there a great deal. It's a bit concerning. Do you need tips, mate? Do you need Do you need me to talk you how to get through this period of uh, of a rebuild? Uh, look, I'll probably just um, get up the YouTube highlights of 2013, uh, 14, 15, and then 08 as well. So I think I'll be okay. But um, yeah, maybe maybe if maybe in twenty years time, if we're still shit, maybe you can be the best person to give me advice about what it's like to follow a club that's been rubbish for twenty years. I, I will do this podcast for as long as it takes for that to happen. Even if we're in a fucking nursing home doing this, I'll yeah, be yeah. like, I'm waiting for it. Yeah, I'm it still fucking hanging in there. It'd be like Thomas. Eddie. It would just be petty by the end of it. Yeah, it'd just be you just yeah. waiting, like going, hey, mate, you, you finished last last year. How's it feel? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you, you're fucking, you're fucking no-hipped freak. <laughs> Okay, Adam, footballers in real life? Hit me, man. We haven't had some for a little while. This is good. This is good. From Nicholas. It was a rainy summer afternoon in December. My mate Ollie and I decided to get a feed up in Mooney Ponds. So you're right neck of the woods in Melbourne's mm. northwest. Yeah, if it's rainy in summer, you've got to go indoors in Mooney Ponds, man. We got a table near the bar and ordered something cheap to eat since we were only doing moderately well for ourselves. Moderately is good. After a few minutes of chatting, we noticed a group of fit young men walk in and sit at the table behind us. I had my back to the gentlemen, but Ollie sat facing them. And giving their, given their athletic build and below-average haircuts, <laughs> <laughs> he immediately started thinking they were footballers. However, we didn't recognise any of them, which felt strange given the amount of football we normally watch. Since we were in Mooney Ponds, we immediately started to think that they might be Essendon players, but yep. after unsuccessful comparisons to the headshots on the Bombers' websites, we started looking elsewhere. Actually, because you'd imagine that the Bombers would be out at um, Tullamarine now, wouldn't they? Well, I guess they probably would, but if it's in December, I can't imagine Essendon players, they'd still want to live around Essendon and Mooney Ponds and Ascot Vale because they're going the opposite way when they jump on the freeway out to the airport. Uh, eventually we were able to figure out that the blokes sitting behind me were the entire 2020 draft class of the North Melbourne Kangaroos. Well, there you go. Apart from the young players, there was also a slightly older per- older man with them who we imagined was some sort of coach at the club, but we n- were never able to identify him. When the waiter came up to them and asked for their orders, all the players ordered salads and still water, keen to make a good impression, a good and healthy first impression on the coach. The coach ordered sparkling water, showing his dominance. Oh, there you go. That's a that's an alpha move. Yeah, sure. When you got that extra payday. Yeah. Oh, you go. I can. You shove it in people's faces. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Would you like still or sparkling, sir? Uh, please, please, I'm a coach. Sparkling. <laughs> no need to ask. Uh, from Tom, after two weeks before, after about two weeks before the season started, I was listening to a lot of AFL adjacent pods to get the fizz going. Uh, <laughs> for context, the WDWB pod with Adam Schneider. Uh, Schneid's remarks about how when he, you play for a New South Wales team, you can stroll down the street in your team kit and no one bats an eyelid. But if you're in Victoria, if you're, incog- if you're incognito at the post office, you get everyone coming up and congratulations and I followed your career, etc., etc. words to that effect. Uh, these aren't direct quotes. Listen to the pod for direct quotes. Anyway, <laughs> a day later... I yeah. was at the uh, uh, day late. It was that afternoon. I was waiting for a coffee in Elmore Road in Sydney's inner west when from 50 metres away I spotted Schneids. As he drew closer, oh, I saw his GWS rain jacket. It was him. I averted my eyes. He passed. Then I remembered what he'd said in that pod and I just and, and, and had just immediately fallen into that category. So I sheepishly yelled out, Schneider, from about 20 metres away. He would have loved that. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool, seeing the Schneider man walking around. The, must have a job at GWS, do you reckon? You'd hope so. You'd hope he hasn't just picked up a GWS uh, hoodie from somewhere along the, on the journey. So Schneider man was St Kilda as well, right? Sydney, then St Kilda, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure, and in that order. Let so. me think, what, played in five grand finals? Two for yes. Saints and then three for uh, two, two yeah, for Saints and then three for Saints? Yeah. yeah. Yes, I reckon you're right. I, I five and oh six for the Saints and then, yeah, three. Um. Man, fuck, man, you're fucking glad that you get a win out of one of them at least. Like, to play that many without a win would have been a nightmare. Yes, wouldn't be great. Nightmare stuff. You know, heartbreak stuff, Adam. Oh, you know. no, no. I mean, talk Can't to, sleep at night. Talk to Rene Kink. You know, he'll take you for a drive. Uh, <laughs> now, only two weeks ago, it's a lovely Sunday morning. I'm down at the Marrickville Markets. So oh, very close to where you're performing in your comedy festival that, show, The Michael. Factory Theatre, Sydney Comedy Festival, this Thursday and Friday, 13th and 14th. Um... The, at the Miracle Market, Sydney, uh, St Kilda Scarf on, uh, happily uh, waiting. Sorry, I can't read today. Waiting no, happily can't. for what will be a shellacking from port that evening. Uh, but at this point, blissfully unaware. <laughs> I'm walking along and I spot Tom Hickey, a head or two above the crowd. As we walk by, I decide not to interrupt him, waiting for his young, um, young son for coffee. Um, but as we pass, I explained to my partner who he was. She said, well, he has his eyes glued on your scarf the whole time. We were close to him. Uh, come home, Tom. We miss you. Hell, I miss you. Yeah, so he would have seen a St Kilda thing. And a uh, St Kilda scarf, I'm going, fuck. Oh, I used to play for that. I hope that guy recognises me. And you should have gone up and gone, hickey, you fucking dog in your leftist. <laughs> but yeah, I reckon players around... They would clock AFL merch more than the regular person by the fact they kind of go, oh, that person barracks, you know, because it, it's not that common. I th- I think particularly like in Sydney and Brisbane, it would happen more so they'd be like, that is an outlier. Like, you know, you don't see a lot of it up there. Yeah, sure. And also, if, particularly if it's not a Swans or a Giants. Yes. So it's someone who's, you know, uh, uh, either, you know, moved from a different town or, you know, they're, they're properly into yeah. it. Yeah. Or, you know, like when a Gold Coast Suns player sees someone wearing Gold Coast merch and they're like, what, who, who are you? Yeah, what, yeah do, sure. do you brag for the – do you follow us? Did, yeah. Did, did they, are you being paid by the AFL? Did you – you, were you forced to wear this? Did you get this yourself? Did we give this to you? Have you paid for this scarf? But they do that when they run out on the ground to go through the banner. <laughs> it's embarrassing. 
Who's paying you to hold this banner up? Are you guys in a cheer squad, I think they call them? <laughs> uh, another one from uh, Tom. Uh, I also saw Buddy Franklin at the Miracle Market uh, four weeks earlier. Uh, it's safe to say the injured swan seems to take their Sundays to the markets. Now, would, is that odd that Buddy would travel across town? Because Mar- it, Buddy's an eastern suburbs boy, isn't he? I feel like Buddy might be, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, let's say eastern suburbs, but let's call it like uh, the top half of the southern bit of Sydney. Does that make sense? Uh, so, so like, like Bronte kind of thing? No, nah, like Double Bayish kind of Willara kind of area. Oh yeah. right, okay. Yeah. So that's not that's not particularly close to Merrickville though, is it? So Buddy's making an effort no, to a bit of a stroll hike, down yeah. to the market. Yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's going down just to kind of be with the people, man of the people. You know, he's a man of the people. Yeah, yeah. He um, you know, just went down. I mean, he's a busy man now. You know, he's got mm. two kids who are very young. Yeah. So he's flat chat. But perhaps he took the family out for the day. He's like, all right, let's get out, Jacinta. Let's just stroll. Let's just be Mr. and Mrs. regular person as we stroll through looking glamorous on a Sunday morning at the Maryville Markets. And, oh, who's that posted for? That guy looks like The Rock. Oh, it's Michael Chamberlain. (laughs) And calm down. Should we go, Jacinta? Fuck no. He's an idiot. Oh, God. Sorry I asked. Hey, we're going to hit the road. It's Shunktime Alpha, Potachimo, Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. Go. Go Blues. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.